At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you for hour number three, live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada, watching Tony Finau on our screen here inside the studio on his way to a second straight <laughs> victory back-to-back weeks. He's at 25 under par now, and it was really similar to what he did last week in Minnesota mm-hmm. where he just started to run away with it as Scott Piercy just came back to the pack in big fashion. But he's starting to run away with this one as well. This is no longer a contest. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a four-shot lead over Patrick Cantlay. Taylor Pendriff, my guy, has now dipped to third. So uh, I'm trying to find a winner, Brady. I was a runner-up with Eddie Pepperell over at the uh, Hero Open at Fairmont <laughs> you, it's St. The Andrews. It's the day the so made for you, it isn't is, it? But, and, uh, but I do have a, at the uh, Live event in Bedminster, uh, no live betting from BetMGM on that event, but that event, I believe, has six holes to play. Henrik Stenson, your leader, in his debut, gave up his Ryder Cup captaincy to maybe win this exhibition at Bedminster. He is currently 11 under par, but I do have uh, one pony in there, Matthew Wolf, uh, 9 under par, a guy that I thought might play well on this wide-open course where you can bomb and gouge we know that's Matthew Wolf's game so uh just looking at it uh maybe he's gonna backdoor for me because I don't think Taylor Pendrift is going to get it done by the way there are four holes left to go for this lead group with Finau and Pendrift well not only am I rooting for you to cash your Matthew Wolf ticket on the live tour but I am 1000 percent rooting against Henrik Stenson yeah when you give up a Ryder Cup's uh captaincy I, that that just seems like sacrilege especially on the European side honor commitment they're, buddy they're, they're so they're so many that are like committed to this i don't believe it's been officially announced but it looks like luke donald is the primary candidate to be the uh, european Ryder cup captain and look this is the dream i talked about it a couple uh, last week when it first happened colin montgomery was saying yeah every every european tour player this is our dream to captain the Ryder cup whether you're faldo or paul mcginley uh olafabel you can name them go up and down the list uh Everybody wants to do that. Apparently, uh, Henrik Stenson uh, did not. Well, for me, it's not how much you consider it an honor, a dream, or or whatever kind of, uh, you know... More of, the, you more, more, the of, more of the commitment issue. Yes, it's if you if you said yes, I will do this, and, mm-hmm. and you've started to prepare for it, and everybody has started to prepare with mm-hmm. you, and then this new golf tour comes around and you quit. Uh, that's what I. That's what really upsets me, and I have uh, pretty quickly become an anti-fan of Henrik Stenson. I Who I always him, liked. 
I really did too. And, and I always remembered him for one of the greatest rounds of golf I've ever seen, the final of the British Open in 2016, when he went mano a mano with uh, Phil Mickelson. And it was like a heavyweight fight just going back and mm-hmm. forth. It was outstanding. But now, unfortunately, I think he's tarnished his uh, reputation and his resume for sure uh, in moving over to the Live Tour. And not just moving over to the Live Tour, but again, ditching the captaincy right. of the Ryder Cup. So Henrik Stenson there leading on the Live Tour over over Matthew Wolf by two shots. I uh, want to get back to the baseball here, Wes. We were talking about some of the scores going on here for this Sunday, uh, of course, littered with a, a heavy morning schedule like it always is on a Sunday. Just a couple games uh, going on right now as far as early inning games, the Dodgers and the Rockies, the Rangers and the Angels. And then finally tonight, in a couple hours from now, we will have the Giants and the Chicago Cubs. But the Cleveland Guardians and the Chicago White Sox have already completed victories today. Just recently uh, got one in the win column, did the White Sox. They now move to 51 and 50 on the year. The Guardians get a win, a come from behind win over the Tampa Bay Rays. They now move to 52 and 49. The Twins are currently down to the San Diego Padres, one to nothing. So nothing would make the Twins or the Guardians and the White Sox happier than to see the Padres get that game in the win column down at Petco. But right now, the Guardians just one and a half games behind the Twins. The White Sox, two and a half games behind the Twins. And then you've got the Tigers and the Royals, who are better than 13 games behind the Minnesota Twins and really out of things uh, as far as the wild card or the division. But this is a three-team race right now, and I think the most interesting race in baseball. Yeah, the next two weeks, I think, uh, in terms of the White Sox, this is really your opportunity. They do close out, take two or three from the A's. But now they've got Kansas City coming in through a three-game set starting tomorrow. Kansas City, obviously a seller. Then they go uh, to four down in Dallas against the Rangers. Then another series with the Royals in Kansas City, four games. Then you get three with the Tigers before the Astros come in in the middle of the month. So this is like the opportunity. The White Sox keep So that's getting- like what? Uh, that's about, what, 15? 15 games. Ga- 15 yeah. games. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's what you're having. And, and you just keep, that's why you keep coming back to these guys, even though it's like they leave you wanting more. It's like they're so inconsistent. They're consistently inconsistent, I think, on the south side of Chicago, Brady. But it's all set up for them to make a run. You know, if you have essentially 14, 15 games, however many it is, and you can go like, you know, 11 and three or 10 and four, then you could start to get a little bit of a distance, at least in this division, where maybe you're up three or four games finally, because they've really been playing from behind all season long. So you've got to take care of the soft schedule because actually the only team that they play with the winning record right now, I know the Orioles kind of like on the periphery of 500, they have a late series in Baltimore, but the Astros really the only very good team that you play in the entire month of August because you go in the back half of the month, you get the Diamondbacks coming in for a Mm three-game series. You go to Baltimore for three games. Then you end with another series with the Royals for the month of August. So you're basically, if you discount Baltimore, because I think they're still about right at 500, you only have three games against teams with the winning record, and that would be the Houston Astros in the middle of the month. Well, you talk about uh, scheduling, and of course that's very important. And actually, I should correct that. They've got three at the Guardians as well. Okay, yeah, exactly. 
exactly. That one is coming up. I've, I've got the Guardian schedule pulled up here, and they will start a series with the Diamondbacks beginning tomorrow, a three-game set mm-hmm. with Arizona, who's just coming off being swept by the Atlanta Braves. Then they host the Astros for a four-game set. Then they will travel to Detroit, and then they travel to Toronto. So they kind of go back and forth, easy, difficult, easy, difficult. And then, like you say, uh, in mid-August, they will square up with the White Sox. That series will begin on August 19th, and that is going to be in Cleveland. That's a three-game set there. And then they go to San Diego to take on the Padres and then the Mariners. So their schedule, I think, is more difficult than it is easy. Yeah, absolutely. So this is where the White Sox, I think, have the opportunity. And I keep wanting to jump in, you know, because they're the favorites. And, you know, and just in talking to people, it's like they have the most talent in this division, I think, clearly. And that's why they were the clear favorites at the start of the season. But, you know, they, they, they've gotten a little bit healthier at the plate. I think Luis Robera did go back on the DL, at least for the interim. But if you look, the pitching, that's where I think the White Sox really have to make a move. If they could get like a back-end starter or somebody to just, you know, win some games and eat, and eat some innings a little bit because they have not had the consistency on that pitching staff. Uh, I was talking about how Lance Lynn and Lucas Giolito have been down. Michael Kopech has been mm-hmm. a little bit disappointing yep. as well. He's going to be their starter, by the way, tomorrow. Vince Velasquez, who they brought in, you know, and he's very much a back-end starter. He's still on the injured list as of early July with the uh, finger injury. So I feel like the White Sox, I don't know if they necessarily need a bat. I think they need maybe some reinforcement in that starting rotation, at least a back-end starter. Well, it's an interesting schedule for the Twins, too. They they will face the Giants uh, at home. They will play the Astros in Houston. They've got the Rangers. That's not too bad. They've got the Royals at home. That shouldn't be too bad. They've got the Angels. That, I mean, that's three series in a row right there that shouldn't be too bad. Uh, they will also play the Dodgers and the Blue Jays. Uh, they will play Detroit, and that they'll, they'll play the Detroit Tigers immediately following this series with the San Diego Padres. So they've got kind of a mix between comfort and discomfort as well in their schedule. I, what you point out, the White Sox clearly have the easiest schedule, and maybe they have the most talent in the division as well. But I think... The, the Twins, to me, kind of just seem like in the middle. Cleveland mm-hmm. seems to have the urgency, the youth, the, the management from Terry Francona, uh, where, where they kind of feel like the team that's, going, that's ready to make the most noise. And Chicago, despite the, the, the break they're getting with the schedule, the talent, they just feel like the, the underachiever mm-hmm. in the room. You know, they, they make mistakes on defense. I don't think they play good fundamental baseball. They're, they're sloppy. And I think that, again, goes to speaks to, you know, Tony La Russa and this guy used to be and probably will go down in the history as one of the best managers of all time. But, you know, maybe the game has passed him by because uh, yeah, he I doesn't agree. seem to have a handle on what this team could be. He's not taking them to their potential. Yeah, and he's mis- I've seen him mismanage the bullpen several oh. times this season. What, uh, what did he walk a guy with a one and two count or something Yeah, like he that? did that against Tampa earlier walk? this year. So, yeah, what you're saying about the Twins, though, the pitching, uh, there's not really one like standout on that twin staff, mm-hmm. but they've kind of commingled together to be a, a solid staff. Joe Ryan has been very solid. Uh, Josh Winder and his rare starts. Sonny Gray has been pretty consistent coming in. Uh, uh, to Minnesota, so they don't have that dominant pitching Minnesota, but it but it's like it's it's been enough to get it done, and it certainly has not been enough for the White Sox. 
The Texas Rangers currently trailing the Los Angeles Angels 2 to 1. Minnesota still trailing San Diego 1 to nothing and the Dodgers extend their lead over Colorado now 5 to 3 up at Coors Field. Houston and Seattle have gone to extra innings. This is really interesting the games that these two teams have been playing. You talked about it West. The Houston Astros came out of the All-Star break and they really made a statement with that little mini two-game series mm-hmm. win over the uh, New York Yankees and then they went on to sweep the Seattle Mariners. Well, Seattle started to wake up, and this would be a really big win, I believe, just mentally for the Seattle Mariners to get past Houston if they can. Yeah, no question about it. You at least need to get one because they've kind of been smacked around like a show-em-who's-boss deal in the division. Uh, A couple games that did go final, 8-2 Philadelphia over Pittsburgh. Uh, Schwarber went yard, so uh, Philly's putting up a bunch of runs a day. 3-2 Cincinnati. We are final in Great American Ballpark, and also 9-3 Mets over the Marlins. Mets continue to roll and so do the Atlanta Braves so that lead for the Metropolitans in the National League East remains at three games we go back to college football next up right here on betting across America at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions, much 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It continues to go back and forth in the Bronx. The New York Yankees now trailing and everything by way of the three-run homer. It was Anthony Rizzo that changed the scoreboard for New York. They were up 6-4. to four. Well, now it's the Kansas City Royals who have taken back a two-run lead in the top of the ninth inning. 8-6 to six, Kansas City over the Bombers. Yeah, Salvador Perez with the three-run shot there as uh, Clay Holmes uh, gives up three earn here, and uh, it's going to be a replacement. I'm not sure uh, they went to break here, but Clay Holmes now going to be removed. Uh, two outs, by the way, for Kansas City. Uh, base paths are clear, but 8-6 to six now. The Royals take the lead over the New York Yankees. Royals have actually been 
you know, it doesn't look like it when you look at the final score. I think it was like five to three in the bottom of the eighth on Thursday night. And then the Yankees scored like, I don't know if it was Thursday or Friday, but the Yankees got like eight runs in the bottom of the eighth and Aaron Judge grand slam as well. So uh, Lucas Lutke, by the way, going to be on in relief here for the New York Yankees, Kansas City with a two run lead. And uh, we do now have a tie game also in San Diego. Arias with the home run for the Minnesota Twins. He gets on the board against Sean Manaya. Two on for the Twins. Byron Buxton at the plate, tied at one in Petco. When you mention those uh, late inning heroics by the Yankees, it all always seems to come down to that guy judges. Yeah, name yeah, I know. About, uh, we it? we get the like the superlatives, and you know we've had those for Otani. Like he's the first to do something since like 1925 or something ridiculous. But there have been two players now in New York Yankees history that have had over 41 home runs going into the month of August. Aaron Judge. And a guy named Babe Ruth. Ah, so wow. so that's pretty good company. Anytime I was going to guess the, Mickey Mantle. Yeah, but. any anytime you're in some kind of company, I don't care what random stat it is or milestone it is with Babe Ruth. I think that that speaks highly for you. And uh, what a, I'm trying to see what I saw on the price for Aaron Judge because he became the favorite that night when he had two home runs, went to about two dollars, and I think I've seen close to double that. That has been wow. a big move this weekend on Aaron. Well, Judge. it seems like Shohei Otani has finally slowed down a little bit too it's hard to ignore Otani no matter what he's doing because he's so good at both pitching Mm -hmm. and hitting Mm -hmm. but uh, there's not another player like him in Major League Baseball and I said and hasn't been for a hundred years and and I say this you know if somebody had a judge ticket has a judge ticket from preseason it's like you know what if I get beat I get beat I mean the guy is tremendous and he's tremendous for the game and you just saw the prices flash up there on the screen minus four dollars at BetMGM now for one Aaron Judge Well, you talk about the Royals being competitive in this series. The Yankees were getting no hit by Brady Singer to open this four-game set, and Mm -hmm. Brady Singer is a very good pitcher. I'm familiar with him because I followed him at the University of Florida, and I like to play him when he's an underdog with the Royals, and I actually took a little stab. I think I got like plus 195 in that opening game against New York, and then they end up winning it. Of course, a home run. I think it was Judge. Uh, In the ninth inning, they beat uh, the Royals one to nothing. Now, do you think he'll be moved or have you heard anything you he's know he's a good pitcher the royals are obviously really good sellers pitchers. and he's been i think really the best pitcher on the staff granky i think long term you know obviously career numbers but the guy that's had the best numbers at least this year on that starting rotation is brady singer i know you don't want to give everybody away and they they of course traded benintendi mm-hmm. on thursday yep. night to the new york yankees and got a couple prospects back but you know, the Royals are well out of it. The Royals, the Tigers, like those are teams that are clearly got to be selling here in the next couple of days. The Seattle Mariners are not able to play to run in the top half of the 10th inning. So now Houston, and there it is. There's your game. Houston plates a run in the bottom half of the 10th. They walk it off 3-2 to two over Seattle. And boy, these Mariners, as hard as they try, they just cannot solve the Houston Astros puzzle. The Los Angeles Dodgers doubling up the Colorado Rockies now 6-3 to three in the bottom of the 7th. Still 2-1 to one Angels over the Rangers. You mentioned San Diego and Minnesota tied at one apiece in the top of the 5th inning. Let's talk a little Heisman Trophy Award winner and look at the market there. We've got some of the favorites in the market here. C.J. Stroud of Ohio State is the shortest shot at 2-1. to one. Bryce Young of Alabama at plus 350. Caleb Williams at 6-1. to one. Bijan Robinson, the running back from Texas at 16-1. to one. Quinn Ewers at 20-1. to one. And D.J. Uangalele at 20-1 to one out of Clemson. Any, there, any of these players on this list, and, and I think 
I was talking with James Salinas on this program on Saturday that when you're looking at the national championship, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, mm-hmm. what have you, it's very much of a chalky yes. uh, you know, race to the title. Now, this is, a, this is an award market here that I think you can take some shots with some longer shots. And I think you want to do it really at this point in the season, too, because these are going to move based on, obviously, performances and really from week to week. We saw it really last year. There were some weeks. I remember when Kenneth Walker the third for Michigan yes. State. Yeah, had that all, huge game. All of a sudden, I get that big game against Michigan mm-hmm. up there in East Lansing, and all of a sudden, he became the favorite. Then you started to see late in the season when Michigan beat Ohio State, Aiden Hutchinson had his price cut big time. So when you look at it, there's going to be a lot of movement in this market. There's not going to be a lot of movement at the top with like a Stroud or a Bryce Young. I mean, maybe one is so impressive that they go to the chalk and they go to the odds on favorite. But that's why I think, you know what? I don't think you have to be necessarily in a rush. That doesn't mean a smaller price guy never has value. That's a misnomer that I think, you know, betters may fall into. But I don't think that there's like a stampede necessarily to bet Stroud or Young. I mean, let's say with Alabama, with a lot of new faces on the offense to go along with Bryce Young, even though they're one of the favorites, maybe, you know, they win, but they're not super impressive the first few weeks, but they're comfortable enough to uh, never be threatened. Maybe you get a little bit of a drift on on that price with Bryce Young. I could certainly see that. Not much of one. I mean, he's not going to go to 20 to one or something just like that, but a lot of it, as James Salinas was pointing out to you, does matter in terms of the national championship. That's why it gets so chalky, and that's why you don't get a discount necessarily because who are the top two teams, I think, consensus in the market? Alabama, Ohio State in either order, really, and that's why you see those two at the top. Caleb Williams going to USC. USC's kind of been the shiny new toy, mm-hmm. so they're like, okay, he's going to be with Lincoln Riley, and he's just going to put up stupid numbers, and maybe he will, so... You know, you're always getting, I think, it's it's discounted before the season even starts with the uh, national title contenders. Well, James and I were talking about the difference between March Madness, the NCAA basketball championship versus the college football championship. And football, you know, you're probably not really wanting to go a whole lot deeper than maybe 10 to 1. But with basketball, you know, you can take a shot with Florida State at 60 to 1 or, or mm-hmm. Dayton at 100 mm-hmm. to 1 or, you know, that's it's a very good analogy because, you know, the Dukes and the Kentuckys and the Gonzagas, you're never going to see them price 25, 30, right. 40 to 1 or something like that. So, yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's very comparable. I had a shot uh, on Matt Corral last year at about 22 to 1. And for a long time, he was absolutely in the conversation to win the Heisman Trophy. Didn't work out. But I think my point is here is uh, maybe. Maybe search for something a little deeper down the board. And yeah. this is almost maybe more of an in-game play, too. Yeah, I, and that's how I'm going to treat it, too. I'm not necessarily going to load up. Uh, I did bet one. I did bet Tyler Van Dyke, the Miami uh-huh. quarterback, at 40-1 to one because I that's think, a nice look, price. They, they could win the Coastal. They maybe could win the ACC. Clemson is the obvious, I think, rightful favorite. But you have NC State that's not too far down from there. So maybe Devin Leary, mm-hmm. a guy that's, you know, if he could put up really good numbers, he's been a consistent guy. I only stoned seven interceptions the last two years, but a lot of good quarterbacks in that ACC too. Sam Hartman out of Wake Forest, but I think Tyler Van Dyke, I would expect that he's going to take the next step. Van Dyke is part of that rich cop next year in the NFL draft. I think that guy's going to be a first round quarterback. Would you take a stab with a non quarterback and go with B. John Robinson in the neighborhood? He, he might be the only one that 
that really jumps out to me because a lot of people I know our buddy Chris the Bear Felica with uh, College Game Day Daily Wager on ESPN he took Will Anderson at about double the price he is now he's like 20 to 1 he's the most dominant defensive player in college football for Alabama I think he had like 17 and a half sacks last year so the word's out on Will Anderson. I think mm-hmm. if you're betting him now, you're probably not getting a bargain. So good on you guys if you got, you know, 40 or 50 to 1 because that's what you kind of have to have, I think, to bet a defensive player. You want to be early. You don't want to be late when you're, like, late in the season and you're betting Aiden Hutchinson in, like, single digits. I'm like, this is still a defensive player for the Heisman Trophy, which very rarely happens. Tony Finau still comfortably out in front at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. A three-shot advantage now as they play the 17th hole, I believe. I thought I saw him hit a shot yeah. well beyond the green and into the rough, and then I just saw him teeing off again. Not sure exactly what's going on, but Patrick Cantley has actually moved into second yeah. place, and Cameron Young tied with Taylor Pendrith for third. So Finau at minus 25, Cantley at minus 22, Cameron Young and Pendrith at minus 20. Looks like Tony Finau is going to go back-to-back on the PGA Tour. We'll come back and preview Sunday Night Baseball next, right here on Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all of the action. Find out where the public is is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Sin.com. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds here with you inside Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM, updating the baseball slate. The New York Yankees have a runner on with one out in the bottom of the ninth inning, and they trail by two runs. So the tying run at the plate here with one down, eight to six. Currently, the Royals out in front. The Los Angeles Dodgers out in front of the Rockies, six to three in the bottom of the seventh inning there. Your in-game total now back to 11. That's pretty much where it was prior to first pitch in this game. The Dodgers minus 3,000 on the live money line. The Texas Rangers have tied it up with the Los Angeles Angels. Wes, you were kind of leaning towards the over in that game. It is now back to eight as far as your in-game total with the game tied at two apiece. The Angels batting in the home half of the fifth inning and Minnesota and San Diego also tied at one apiece in the home half of the fa- uh, of the fifth inning San Diego batting there at Petco Park their in-game total has dropped all the way down to five and a half it went off at eight and a half prior to first pitch and then coming up Sunday night baseball the final game for your final day of July will be the San Francisco Giants hosting the Chicago Cubs 408 p.m. Pacific 708 p.m. Eastern time Adrian Sampson taking on Carlos Rodon San Francisco trying to take three out of four from the Northsiders here they're four games back in the National League wildcard race are the Giants and we talked about this a little bit earlier Wes some people believe 
that the Giants will be sellers before the August 2nd trade deadline, and namely with tonight's starter, Carlos Rodon, could be an audition Yeah, effort. that's that's just what I was going to phrase it as, actually, audition was an audition for, the big for lefty. Carlos Rodon. So, yeah, uh, I would have just looking at this... Uh, under betting a little bit to the seven and a half minus a dollar fifteen, I think that's about right. Uh, the opener that I saw consensus opener last night was minus one eighty five plus one fifty five. Now you're seeing on the splits. I think at BetMGM it's minus one eighty five plus one fifty. There are some one sixties and sixty five out there if you like the North Siders, but uh, you know. Small lean to the Giants. I'm not going to lay it at this point because this is a team that just. They, they just look like they don't have anything right now. And, and, and they've been not playing very well against a Cubs team that's obviously a seller in their own right because they're going to have a couple guys on the deadline. You would think uh, there's going to be some interest maybe in Ian Happ mm-hmm. uh, uh, leaving the uh, Chicago Cubs, uh, perhaps. And, uh, you know, I think the Cubs obviously well out of the division. They're competing with Cincinnati, basically, for the what bottom do you think, of the Marcus barrel. Marcus Stroman? Could be Marcus Stroman. I will say one thing. He has looked very good in his last couple of starts. Uh, you know, Stroman getting the ground ball working. And mm-hmm. that's when I think Marcus Stroman is at his best. He's not the uh, strikeout pitcher. Maybe he was early in his career. But when he gets those ground balls working, he can be very effective. So that's a guy that I think, you know, you could put as like your fourth starter in a rotation. So Wouldn't I think he, bad he could starter. be absolutely on the move. And so could Carlos Rodon. Well, I'm with you kind of leaning towards the Giants, and, and I haven't decided if I'm going to bet it. it minus 180 is pretty expensive uh, for, for a you know average team, maybe slightly above average team. I would, I would say the Cubs are a below average team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's just an inherent edge to the Giants there. But, but I lean a little bit with them, not because of Rodon, but because of that possible, maybe he's trying to show another team something here tonight. Yeah, And that's why I, I may get to lay in the price here. Of course, we've got about another 25 minutes of this show. Uh, and then we've got a book right here behind us uh, that no longer has water pouring out no, of the No, they don't. Uh, they got <laughs> open. And, and look, we had uh, Derek Stevens and the Circa Crew, uh, Matt Wilbo, Big Balls, and also Darren Banks were in here with us. Uh, they're they're in San Diego currently watching the uh, Padres game. But Derek was saying, you know, maybe Monday morning we might be open. But that's that's the whole trick of sales, Brady. That's a number one lesson: yes. under promise, over deliver. We are open for business here. Never of closed. course, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The 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 kiosk upstairs, by the way, was open. The uh, second floor, kind of like the boutique book here at Circa, but. The main, it was closed a little bit on Friday, and then they were doing some work. I know you were in here yesterday. They were doing some work on it, but open for business, everything functional. The little kiosk terminals also are, are, are out there. They had to move those. Uh, you know, just seeing that on Thursday night, there are a lot of crew, a lot really of squeegees, a lot of squeegees. And I've never a, seen anything like it. You know, we were kind of at least joking about it. I was like, what if it were to happen during like an NFL Sunday, and it's like we'd all be having the squeegees, you know, <laughs> Banksy and Big, but have the whole crew, Mike Baum, everybody be having the squeegees out there if that were to happen. But hopefully, that never comes to fruition. Well, of course, it was certainly an inconvenience for Circa Sports and the Circa property in general. But uh, we Las Vegans love the rain, and mm-hmm. it's been a long time since we've had any. This is typical of this time of the year, the monsoon season in Las Vegas, and we're supposed to be getting rain right now. We've seen some alert flash yes. across the monitors here flash flood warning so who knows hopefully circa is all buttoned up and we aren't going to get wet again here 
this afternoon. I thought Tony Finau was going to rain another birdie there, and he absolutely <laughs> did. 26 wow. under par now for Tony Finau. I believe that is a four-shot lead over Patrick Cantlay. Taylor Pendriff has dripped to, to a tie for fourth. Cameron Young is in third. Tony Finau going to win back-to-back events. And uh, one thing to look at, too, because there's still some prices up at certain shops, and I'll go ahead and give the numbers. Uh, I believe at DraftKings, we still have a 50-1 to on Tony Finau to win the Masters. Now maybe you wow. don't maybe you don't think Finau is going to win the Masters, but you're not going to get fifty to one anytime still, soon. You know, it, no matter what, it's a good price on Tony. Finau. Because I, I mean, even if he doesn't win again, what is he going to be? You know, come Masters week, somewhere in the thirties. That's well, that's usually what he is. Yeah. Uh, now I, I think fifty is about the highest I've ever seen him yeah. win a major championship, but usually he's around thirty-five or forty. Yeah, I've seen fifty. I'm just looking at the at the screen here, and uh, fifty-five to one, I believe, at FanDuel. I know here in town, I've seen kind of like thirties and you know thirty-five, forty. I think at BetMGM, he's somewhere in between around either thirty-five or forty. I'd have to That's double check. That's a typical price for him. yes. But, yeah, that's what you want to do sometimes with Masters. Now, it depends on your bankroll. I mean, obviously, if you're a smaller better, you know, are you going to let, you know, a little bit of money hang out there for the better part of what, like eight months? Well, you bring up a good point. And I was talking about this yesterday when I was walking into the studio here with a couple of the guys. The outright market for golf is the market that I risk the least amount. Mm-hmm. So I don't think... Because it's, it's more speculative. Yeah, I mean, you think about hitting a 50 to 1 shot. That's like hitting a 6 or 17 parlay. Mm-hmm. Are you going to invest big dollars on a right. 6 or 17 parlay? No, I, I don't think you're smart if you do. So whether you're a small better or a bigger better... Still, I don't think you want to throw a lot of money into an outright market. Mm -hmm. You and I both play top 20 finishes in golf tournaments. That's what I advise, too, and I think we both advise, you know, split it up uh, where maybe you, you know, you get top fives or top tens where at least you can make some money even if you don't get the outright. Because, look, I've hit my fair share of outrights this year. I've hit 11 this year, but more often than not, I'm going to lose. So that's why I decided to say, you know what? I'm going to bet top fives and top tens because I always seem to get at least maybe one guy. There's some weeks like last week at the 3M Open where I had like nobody and it was a total dead card. But there's always going to be somebody where I get maybe one or two guys in the mix, like like a Taylor Pendriff. I'm going to get some money back, even though he is going to end up not winning. He's currently tied for third with Cameron Young. But at least you get something where you're not putting everything. You know, let's say you're a $100 player. You but you don't want to necessarily bet all hundred dollars on that future like a Pendrift that's sixty six to one. So you want to yeah. split it. You know, put fifty on on either top five or top ten or twenty five and twenty five or how whatever your increments are. That's what you want to do, I think, going forward. And at least you have a chance to earn some money despite not getting an outright. Well, I, I played, uh, I believe, six or seven guys in the outright market this week. A couple of them were huge long shots that I put mm-hmm. very little money on. Uh, the guys that I was more serious about, they all finished top twenty. Yes. Russell Henley, Scott Stallings, Siwoo Kim, Chris Kirk. So I'm mm-hmm. going to cash there, but. My biggest amount of risk is on the head-to-head matchups, which I went three and one this because week. Because you just got to beat one guy. That's that's you don't your have best to beat 150. You have the highest amount of probability on a head-to-head matchup. So I will bet the most in that market. I'll bet a little bit less on the top twenty, 
But again, the very least amount of risk in the outright market. That's where all the glory is. It's fun to hit. Yeah. And you, you know, congratulations to you. It's been outstanding. But again, whether you're a big bet or but, small better, for me, it doesn't matter a whole lot when but, we're talking but, about but the outright it, market. And it's not easy. And it takes oh, a lot no. of work to put in. And it takes a lot of luck as it's well. It's a needle in a haystack. It, it is absolutely a lot of luck. Look, uh, Cameron Smith uh, hit for me at the Open Championship. He just happens to shoot 64 on Sunday. But I thought, you know, going into that morning, I was like, I got no chance. Rory's going to wrap this up. <laughs> up and then all of a sudden circumstance just changed so sometimes you have events you should win and then sometimes you wins ones that you should not and speaking of uh winning one that they should not based on the prize that was the kansas city royals final score now eight to six in the stadium royals avoid the sweep all right very good for the kansas city royals not so good for the yankees backers and the minnesota twins have now taken the lead over the san diego padres two to one in the bottom of the sixth inning your in-game total bumps up to six and a half and minnesota moves to favorites in the live market at minus 145 on the money line we'll be back with the final segment in just a moment at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Are you planning a trip to Las Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's pre premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you wrapping up betting across America. Next, it will be Jonathan Von Tobel taking you the rest of the way here from the Circus Studios in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. And it uh, looks like they're Tony Finau's wife. They're, this is her second straight week on TV as this, well. This is getting to be a regular for the Finau <laughs> family doing the post-round interview with Amanda Balionis. Uh, so uh, Tony Finau currently a four-shot lead over a host of players at 21 under. Patrick Cantlay, Cameron Young, Taylor Penriff, Stephen Young. 
Yeager, by the way, is in fifth all by his lonesome at 20 under. So Tony Finau going for two wins in a row. And speaking of going through wins, we haven't mentioned this, but I hearken back to my days growing up in Indianapolis. We are on the final lap here at the Verizon 200 at the Brickyard. Tyler Reddick was the pre-race favorite at 5-1. to one. They've been trying to do this the last couple times on the restart, and there's been a Rex, and they're just playing bumper cars out there. But Tyler Reddick looks like he may bring it home here on the final lap and kiss the bricks at Indianapolis. Always special to win an Indy, whether it's an IndyCar or NASCAR, Formula One, whatever race, and Tyler Reddick going to get it done. The eight-car goes to victory lane at Indy. I didn't happen to look in this week's uh, edition of Point Spread Weekly, but did you happen to see who our friend Steve Mackin? I, I, I actually did not. I'm sure Reddick uh, was up there on the power ratings. He won the poll yesterday. And, you know, two straight wins on the road course. It used to be Chase Elliott, you know, right. when we would do those spots yeah. with Steve Mackin. It's like, okay, they're at Watkins Glen or they're at Sonoma or they're at Indy on a road course. Chase Elliott and just don't even handicap Martin and Truex. just forget about it. Absolutely. But now it's Tyler Reddick that is the man of the hour. Too sweet to be sour. Two straight road course wins in cup and very much in the points, Chase. Yeah, if you're a NASCAR fan, uh, definitely check out Point Spread Weekly. Steve Mackinnon does a simulation there week in and week out and has been very good with his results. And, and then he typically updates it on Saturday after they set the poll. Yeah, and he'll give and you of course, a new a new rundown on who he thinks might win it. And the boys on Gone Racing, which you can sure. get your podcast at vcin.com. Uh, it was, uh, Brendan was out this week, I believe, but uh, Wyatt Tomchak, uh, one oh, of our sure. intrepid producers here at VSIN, was on the uh, was on the desk last week. So uh, those guys, they will go ahead and put out their, their plays for the week on Gone Racing. I believe that's available Thursday afternoon, Thursday night at vcin.com. Uh, myself and uh, Mikhail Miranda back there behind the glass, we also do a Formula One podcast every week. Uh, I believe Mikhail uh, got the winner home. I think Max Verstappen was one of his plays. Despite the fact that he was 10th on the grid, he ends up going to first. Uh, if you were a Ferrari fan, uh, better to uh, cover your eyes based on what you saw this after or this morning, I should say. What was that, the uh, Hungarian Grand Prix? Yes, at the Hungaro Ring. Uh, so now we're in the second half of the Formula One season. By the way, we don't have a race until the end of August. It seems like we'd be getting a lot of these back-to-back -back races in Formula One. Now we have about a month vacation, and the uh, Ferrari team surely needs it. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Formula One is something to pay attention to and kind of maybe be maybe get yourself acclimated because we're going to have a race here in Las Vegas. That's, yeah, uh, and that's about a year from now. And right? one of the reasons we are doing a podcast is because the ratings have gone up, and really it's been the Netflix series, the Drive yes. to Survive series uh, on Netflix that I think has really built the audience, you know, despite the fact that these races are on very early. Early in the morning, particularly when they're overseas in Europe, uh, you know, getting million plus viewers every single week. So it has become, you know, very popular, uh, almost to the point where they're eclipsing NASCAR ratings. Not quite here in the United States as Tyler Reddick does his burnout. He will be uh, going to kiss the bricks at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Well, the Los Angeles Dodgers, I don't know if they'll be kissing the pine trees out there in center field <laughs> at uh, Coors Field, but uh, they'll be kissing something anyway. They They'd be are, like, if we can hit here every day, our lineup's potent as it is. 
Well, seven to three. This game still currently staying under the total. The closing total at first pitch was eleven and a half. But right now, Dodgers up on the Rockies, seven to three. Colorado batting in the home half of the eighth inning. It's never over until it's over at uh, Coors Field. Uh, you can score runs yeah, there. So, in a hurry. so if you're in a book, don't ever crumple up your tickets or right. anything and leave them in an ashtray because somebody might come up and say, "Yeah, hey, I got a winning ticket." So don't necessarily dump your tickets too early when you got a total there. Well, especially at at Coors Field right now seven to three in favor of the Dodgers Colorado batting in the home half of the eighth inning they're all tied in Los Angeles the Los Angeles Angels and the Texas Rangers bottom of the sixth inning tied at two apiece and your in-game total has dropped to seven here the Angels a favorite in the live market at minus 155 they went off as a favorite of about minus 130 so that is accelerated here as they bat in the bottom half of the sixth inning the Minnesota Twins are taking on the San Diego Padres at Petco Park San Diego broke out to a one nothing lead Minnesota tied it up and now they've taken the lead two to one in favor of the Minnesota Twins Padres batting in the home half of the sixth inning and the Padres are a favorite do they have a threat going here Wes yeah they've got they've got a couple on here I believe in the bottom of the six uh Dylan Bundy now removed so a reliever coming on for Minnesota Grisham and Profar at the corners bottom of the six and Manny Machado up at the dish okay that makes sense because they are minus 200 favorites in the live market and your in-game total now to seven and a half I bet the over eight and a half runs so hopefully the Padres can do something here and maybe get me more in line to cash that ticket and then of course coming up later tonight the Chicago Cubs and the San Francisco Giants that will go at 408 Pacific 708 Eastern time. You and I both kind of have a lean towards the Giants there because Carlos Rodon, not only a very good pitcher on the bump for San Francisco, but maybe in the role of an audition as the Giants possibly look to move him before the deadline. Yeah, certainly you would think so. Uh, And, you know, both teams right now under 500. Giants just one game under. So no flex this early in the season for Sunday night baseball. Eventually they'll get to that as they get closer to the uh, pennant races being final. But two disappointing teams this year. I would certainly lean with the Giants and uh, Carlos Rodon and uh, Tony Finau now wraps up the victory at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. I believe pre-flop, 12-1, can't lay was the number one choice in there. So uh, Tony Finau, back-to-back wins. How about that? This was a guy that always found a way something would be off and could never close it out. He closed it out in a big way today, though. A five-shot victory over Cantlay, Young, and Taylor Pendrith. And this is a guy that was stuck on one win on the PGA Tour for so many years, and now he's starting to pile them up in back-to-back mm-hmm. weeks. Good for Tony Finau. He's making live tour kind of money with about uh, $3 yeah. million in two yeah, weeks. Yeah, he might be. Speaking of that live tour, I believe we've got a couple holes to play. Henrik Stenson hanging on to that lead 11-under. I have Matthew Wolf. I think somewhere in the 30 to one range is where I got him. He is at nine under par. He is two back Dustin Johnson and third eight under. So uh, we'll see uh, who is going to win at Bedminster here shortly. Very interesting also to check the final results after this rocket mortgage is concluded because next week we will go to Sedgefield uh, Country Club for the Wyndham Championship. Mm -hmm. That'll be the final regular season event. And you want to look at those FedEx Cup standings because it's the top 125 players that will advance after the Wyndham 
to get into the FedEx Cup playoff series. So depending on how these players position themselves this week at the Rocket Mortgage and how they do next week is going to be very important for these guys that are on the bubble. Yeah, like you look at Jaeger, who is going to end up uh, top five here. He was 123 and now 94. His card is basically set now for next season. And and they're also going to go a little bit, I think, outside the 125 because, of course, some of these guys that are now on the live tour are not going to be eligible for the FedEx Cup points. So uh, we'll see what the cutoff is, is going to be, but certainly a big event down there at Sedgefield at the Wyndham. It's going to be low scoring, so you're going to have more of the same. You better get in the 20 under par range to at least have a chance. I tell you what, Wes, something to think about here. We were talking with Brian Crowell, uh, a common uh, guest here on VSIN. He's the director of golf at the Trump Golf Links in uh, New York, and he's also a host on PGA Tour Radio, Sirius XM. And we were talking about Player of the Year awards. And, uh, of course, Cam Smith and Scotty Scheffler, probably your two favorites right now. Maybe Sam Burns, a long mm-hmm. shot. This guy just put himself in the conversation. If he wins the FedEx Cup, Tony Finau's got a chance to be we, your we, player We of the thought year. it was a two-man race there with Scheffler and Smith, and it still may be because I think major championships are going to get weighted. But Tony Finau, he's starting to get some confidence. This is a different player, I think, than we saw a year ago when he kind of got off the schneid and got that win in one of the FedEx Cup playoff events, and now back-to-back so far for Tony Finau. That is going to do it for us, Wes. Thank you very thank much. You, thank you to Brian Ortiz. Tega. Next up, Jonathan Von Tobel takes over here in the chair and takes you the rest of the way here on VSIN. Stick around and enjoy the rest of your Sunday, folks, with the Sports Betting Network. This is VSIN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.